You're listening to The Homeschool Dropout. I'm your host, Mike Roberts. Let's talk about bridging the gap between homeschool and the professional world. Welcome back, listeners. Another week of the Homeschool Dropout. Today, I have Hannah Ackley with me. I'm going to intro her really quickly and then hand it over to her and she can start telling her story. Hannah was homeschooled in Illinois, did community college concurrent in high school. After that, she went to study youth and family studies in upstate New York at a college up there, met her husband, lived in Connecticut for a little bit, and has now moved back to Illinois, is a mother of three and is homeschooling. And there's a lot in there that I want to dig into. Thank you for making time, Hannah. It's really good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. We connected over Instagram. And the last time we talked, I could just feel your like fiery passion for homeschooling. You had, <laughs> you had so much to say. I feel like you just needed like a willing audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for giving it to me because my husband's probably sick of it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm really excited for your thoughts. So let's give some context for listeners. And we always start this way. Everyone's story is unique and interesting and it helps us understand your own journey with homeschooling, which was not incredibly linear. So why don't you give listeners your background and kind of your general experience being homeschooled? Sure. I mean, I was in kindergarten when my mother started homeschooling. I have two brothers. They're only a grade behind me. They're twins. So we were all close in grades going through. We went kindergarten through 12th grade homeschooled. And it was, I'm sure it was ever evolving for my mother <laughs> as we got older and she changed and made different decisions and whatnot. But growing up, I loved being homeschooled. I don't think I ever remember a time of being like, this is weird. I don't want to do this. And in fact, as we got older, my mom did give us the option, probably maybe junior high age of, Hey, this year, do you want to stay home and continue doing what we're doing? Or do you want to go to school? And we picked every year to stay home because it seemed like a no-brainer. <laughs> really? Yeah. What was your community like? Was it pretty rural or was it suburban? It's a mix. We're a big agricultural area, but there's 100,000 people here. And we actually had a really big homeschooling community. So there was a lot offered for us. The YMCA, the local sports complex, all these things had events or activities for homeschoolers every week. So we had a really large community and a lot offered here for us. So we were really fortunate in that. I could ask my brothers. I don't know if they would have the same opinion, but I really did enjoy it. And I think, I think a lot of that was out of laziness because <laughs> I knew if I went to school, it was going to be different and a lot more time towards schooling that I just didn't want to spend. I would do my school and by lunchtime was free to spend my day however I wanted, hanging out with friends, doing various activities. So that was like a driving force for me, I think, to want to stay home. I think a lot of homeschoolers can reflect that experience in that it actually doesn't take a ton of time to no. get good learning in in the day. It doesn't really take eight hours. As a kid, you just have so much time to explore, to be alone, to be with friends. That time's precious. And I think a lot of homeschoolers can resonate with that, that it actually doesn't take that much time to learn no. what you need to learn. Yeah, not at all. So you had that time homeschooling and mm -hmm. you chose it. Every year you chose to stay. And then did you know you're going to go to college? I think so. I think for my generation, that was really heavily pushed in general. It wasn't like 
in high school, people wouldn't ask, what are you doing when you graduate? It was, where are you going to college? <laughs> yeah, there's a presumption already. Yeah, and it very much just felt like that's just the natural next step. My parents didn't go to college. My dad didn't even graduate high school. I think it was like, you know, them wanting better and wanting us to have lots of options and opportunities in life. And yeah, it was always like, you're going to prepare your applications for college. I was able to go and take the ACTs locally so I could have those scores to submit to colleges. And it was just, I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't get accepted to the college I went to until three weeks before school started. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And That'd decided so to go. Yeah, okay. my parents were really stressed because I was going <laughs> across the country, 15 hours away, out of the blue, but it was just where I wanted to go. And it worked out really well for me. Okay, great. So you go out to college and then I believe you met your husband out there and you lived in Connecticut for a bit. And the last time we spoke, you had mentioned, despite enjoying your homeschooling, you didn't really plan on homeschooling. But now I know with three kids, you are homeschooling. So I'm very curious what drove that transition for you? Yeah, so it was a lot. I mean, growing up, I watched my mom. She worked really hard to do everything really well and do it right for us. She was a very by the book, mimicking the public school at home. She wanted to make sure we were getting the same education as kids were at school, I think. And I think that stressed her out. There was a lot, a lot of tears with all of us. She would cry. We were crying. It was really stressful maybe more so in the younger years than in high school when we were much more like self off doing it on our own. So I'm curious, why, why did you keep choosing it? Was it just like, seemed like the best option? I think so. I enjoyed my lifestyle. I enjoyed the activities I was involved in and my friends and it just seemed like a no brainer. And it did get better as we got older. It wasn't always like that. But I think it was just hard and stressful. And my mom was pioneering this. It was the late 90s, early 2000s, it was not like there was all these resources that there are now. So she was doing the best she could, but it was, I think, as a kid, remembering how stressed she was. So that stuck with me. And I would always joke when people would ask, are you going to homeschool? And I would say, I don't think I'm mentally stable enough to do that. I saw the toll it took on my mom and I just thought, I don't have the patience for it. I don't want to be in constant conflict with my children. Mm. And I thought I was going to be working. I didn't dream of being a stay-at-home mom. I was getting a degree. I was planning to use it. And then, yeah, it changed. And I think it was, I was pregnant with our first. We moved back to Illinois. I wasn't working, hadn't found a job yet. And I just started researching a lot of stuff. As new mothers do, we spend a lot of time reading and preparing. And I started really going down a lot of rabbit holes. One of them being like the vaccine agenda was not like an anti-vaxxer or anything starting out, but I just thought I want to know both sides. So I make an informed decision. I ended up me and my husband together making the decision that we didn't want to vaccinate our kids. That really limited us in school choice in Illinois. And so we knew making that decision that that would force our hand into homeschooling ultimately. Then since then, it's just been growing from something that like, well, I have to do this because of these choices that we're making <laughs> to <laughs> right, something that right. now I'm passionate about and realizing I don't have to homeschool my kids the way that I was homeschooled, really researching different schools of thought on how to teach and educate children. And it's turned into something that I'm excited and passionate about and 
really, really grateful and thankful that I'm here and get to do it with my children. Wow. I I have so many questions. I think (laughs) (laughs) it's a really cool story. I think the first thing is, I'm curious if you've, what have your conversations with your mom been like? Because you didn't intend to. And now that you are homeschooling and you can reflect on your experience and you're trying to change some things, I'm just curious, like, have you and your mom commiserated over the struggles of homeschooling? Yeah, we definitely have joked what it was like for all of us. Like, well, joke, remember the tears, you know, remember that. And so (laughs) (laughs) we do. And she knows that I'm going to do things differently. And we've talked about it. And I've told her, I hope it's not offensive to you because it's not that I'm not thankful for what you did or that I am. I don't look back and think my mom did this horrible job. I don't think that at all. It's just that now I know differently and I'm going to do differently for what works for my family and the goals for our family. We have a goal in our home, me and my husband sat down and we have a goal to live a slow paced, intentional life focused on just having a peaceful home where people want to be being homeschooled the way I was does not match that goal. Ah. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, so figuring out how to rethink that so that it does match our family goal. And I think she totally is on board and she seems to really understand and she's very enthusiastic. She's our biggest supporter in homeschooling for the kids' birthdays and Christmas. She buys books and different things for them. She's really excited and she lives next door. So I tell her when she retires that she can come and teach a class. (laughs) That's so Um, cute. I love that. We're a ways off from that, but it's been a cool process with her, I think. I really like that. I like that there's generations involved in the education of your kids. It's something that unfortunately the public system has clouded that there's Mm. this connectivity between where we came from and what we're giving to the future. And so the fact that your mom has this place in your kid's education that's relevant and meaningful, I think is really, really cool. And I think some families, I know of families where they're almost like multi-generational homes where that does still exist. And so it's not unique to homeschooling. I just think homeschooling really can fortify that in a very special way. Yeah, definitely. My next question would be like, what have you learned about yourself in the process of going from being homeschooled to now homeschooling? I think there's a few things. I mean, like I said, I always thought I was kind of lazy and I love that you say that with a chuckle every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mom's probably going to laugh hearing me actually admit that because that was a battle. Okay, um, sure. And realizing maybe that's not what it is. Maybe it's not necessarily laziness, but it's how I learned was just different. I didn't need to sit and listen to someone like spew information to me for eight hours a day. I didn't need that. I was perfectly capable of going and picking up a book and studying a subject on my own. So now being an adult and having children and starting to research things for them and for our family and diving into personal interests, I'm seeing that I actually am much more of a self-learner than I thought I was, that I really am capable of teaching myself things, that I'm capable of learning and picking up new things without, again, someone having to sit down and explain it all to me or direct me into how to figure it out, if that makes sense. No, it really does. I had a conversation yesterday with a guest, a former guest, actually, that I'm going to bring on again. We talked about Dumbing Us Down by John Taylor Gatto. And I'm reading that right oh, now. Oh, I hope so. We did an episode just on that because I felt like whoever you are, I don't care who you are, 
you need to read this. Yeah. It's excellent, isn't it? My husband works in the school department, in the school district, and he's passing it out, like telling everyone he works with to read it. I think that's a pretty bold move if I yeah. say so myself. <laughs> but yeah, Gato talks about how in the schools, knowledge is siloed. It's disconnected. It doesn't mean anything. It's confusing. It's like, why are we learning this? And so I, from your story, I feel like I really just believe that everyone is passionate about something. And if we let them be passionate, you want to learn it. You want to dig in. And then that naturally like bleeds into other things. If you're really passionate about construction, eventually construction will demand that you understand math and geometry and you know load-bearing calculations. If you want to become excellent at anything, at some point it demands other aspects to inform it. And so even in your case, say homesteading, you'll understand about agriculture and watersheds mm -hmm. and the weather and like, what is the soil like? And what is the pH of the soil? And how does that impact the plants? And the connectivity of everything I think broadens when we let people learn what they want to learn. I think to use your words, laziness goes away because we all are interested in something. Well, yeah. And it's not actually laziness, is it? It's just boredom. With it's being, just boredom. <laughs> I'm just being taught stuff that I'm like, I don't need to know this. And so why am I going to put all of my energy into it yeah. when there's other stuff that I want to put my energy into? Yeah. yeah and, I can't connect with this. Yeah. And that's so many kids in school now struggling with that, but they unfortunately are just stuck having to crank out the information they have to know to graduate and to get out. Right, right. And I think, unfortunately, I don't know, I see it as a two-sided coin. The public schools are very occupation-oriented. Like, we want you to get a good job and to be successful in that space. And if that is your goal, public schools are really good for that. Having worked in corporate America, I'm like, yeah, this feels like school in a lot of ways. That's not everyone's objective, and it's not the highest value in the world. Yeah. It's really yeah. not. So well, that's true. There were things that when I first graduated from college, I got a job. I went to school for youth ministry. I got a job in a church working in the children's ministry, but they also asked me to be their financial administrator, which I had no idea about. And I did flounder a little bit because I had never sunk my teeth really into math and that world. And I skimped on that a little bit in my high school and it was a struggle. I could see how a different type of training yes, and that would have benefited me in that professional setting. And I did figure it out eventually and got the hang of it, but I can definitely see what you're saying, how a different education there would have definitely benefited me in the professional world. Well, yeah. For me, it comes down to goal orientation. Where do you want to be? What's the best path to get you there? And so some homeschooling, like that does it. It gets you to your future. Others, you might need to like, like sprinkle in some, that's what my family did. We sprinkled in electives into our homeschooling from the public system. And, and that worked really well for me. But for me, it just really comes back to goal orientation. Where do you as a person want to be? Let's not be single-minded and think that public school is the only way to get there. I want to reflect a little bit more on the motivations for homeschooling. For your family in particular, it snuck up on you, I feel like. You, you were <laughs> expecting, you started investigating vaccines and saw that if I make this choice to, like, to not vaccinate my children, then it impacts their ability to participate in the community in this way. So 
what are we going to do about that? What's our highest value? And so that kind of pushed you into the homeschooling. And what I find very exciting, and sometimes I struggle with the term homeschooling, I don't think it describes us very well in the sense that really, for me, homeschooling, what it communicates to me now is here is a family, here is a group that has looked at the world as it stands and said, that doesn't work for us. I love that resolution and awareness and courage to say, despite momentum and social pressures and cultural norms, we are not like this. We do not work like this. And so we are going to choose to step outside of it. That is homeschooling. And that expands into everything. It's looking at the world and challenging it and saying, I don't think it will be that way for me. Yeah. It's a little bit rebellious, right? <laughs> it is. It, it, it takes a rebellious spirit to homeschool and to keep homeschooling. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's exactly, it was just like the more I looked at, okay, so now I kind of have distrust in what I've been fed from maybe the medical community to an extent. And so now it's like, okay, so what other systems do I need to question? School falls into that. And it was like, okay, well, now I'm not just homeschooling because I have to, because my kid doesn't have the chicken pox vaccine, but now I'm homeschooling because I believe that this is really what's right. And it's standing up for what me and my family value and think is important. It just has absolutely snowballed. It's really fun and really exciting for me because like I said, I will be doing it different than I think my mom has. And that has given me a fun passion of being able to really research and get creative and pick different styles of learning that I think are going to work well for our family and match our family goals and values. And so it's been, it's been really fun. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And it's, I have really enjoyed recognizing that our people are outcasts and rebels and misfits. And to me, that's become very valuable in mm. a culture that champions conformity in a lot of ways. And so I just, I just don't want to do that. I'm, I'm so like averse to falling in with the crowd now. Well, homeschoolers are good at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that because we're supposed to be normal. <laughs> okay. Let's transition a little bit. The last time we talked, you expressed that you saw more concerns in newer homeschooling families. So say a family just starts homeschooling and there's a lot of worry and concern that they're going to do it wrong. They're going to mess up their kid. You shared some thoughts on that. I'm curious, what is your take on that concern in general? What if I'm doing homeschool wrong? So yeah, I'm definitely seeing this a lot. Not everyone has the benefit of having been homeschooled, coming through it, having a college degree and knowing it's going to turn out right no matter what. I'm really fortunate to have that perspective. A lot of our friends around us, I think they're a little more nervous. They don't know anyone else who was homeschooled and they're really embarking out on this. They're incredibly brave in embarking out on this totally new. And I think there's a lot of just as parents, we worry, am I doing enough? Am I going to screw my kids up? The whole joke of like, start saving up for your kids' therapy bills. There's all this pressure and especially in the world that we live in with social media and everything of comparing ourselves to others, comparing <laughs> our kids to other kids. And really, it's really stressful. And I can see that. But with homeschooling, I think people need to know that like, it's going to be okay. And you have to get comfortable with the fact that you're going to mess up and that 
things are going to be ever changing. You're not going to start homeschooling your kid in preschool and go, all right, I've got this down. Your plan is going to change and your kids are going to grow and change. And you're going to have to throw things out the window that just don't work. And I think you have to get really comfortable with being in that space, but knowing that your kid is going to be okay, knowing that they're going to succeed. And that as long as you're going through this with them, that it's going to turn out fine. I think it's a really important thing to be reminded of. I'm not homeschooling. I don't have kids. I recall moments when my mom would change curriculums and I knew I was very aware that she was always looking. She was always trying to find what can I adjust? What can I fix? And it wasn't, I don't know. I should bring her on again and ask her. I don't think she was being hard on herself. I think she was so committed to giving all that she could to her kids that it was just like part of it. I'm going to learn something new next year that will make me reevaluate what I've been doing. And that is okay. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it now too, is the pressure from other people. So like, I don't have that with my mother because she homeschooled me. So she knows it works and that will turn out fine and that her grandkids would be fine. But other people whose parents are skeptical Mm -hmm. or whose friends are skeptical are putting those voices of doubt in their mind, but also pushing for, I hear from my friends that like, their parents are pushing for proof that this is working. (laughs) They should send the podcast. Yeah, They're pushing for evidence that like your kids are measuring up to what their counterparts in the public schools are doing. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And if little Timmy isn't reading by the time he's six, seven years old, then I'm failing and I'm doing something wrong. And that's not the case. At least in my home, we're not homeschooling to mimic the public schools. We're homeschooling so that I can go at my kid's pace and at their needs. And we can't measure our success based off other people's kids and other people's families. And that is hard to communicate to people who are on the outside watching, you know? Yes. And I think that kind of takes me back to my earlier point. Homeschooling by nature, you are going against norms and cultural standards you establish a new metric that's internally driven and not everyone will value that or respect that. And I hate to say it, but that's the nature of homeschooling because the public system is so pervasive and so assumed. I will hear people talking about two sides in their mouth where they'll say, put your kids in public school. And then they will say the public school system is broken. And I'm just like, how are you making that work in your head? Why are you so deeply loyal to something that you will also say is deeply broken? <laughs> I, I do not understand. I've heard people say both things. So I think that's helpful. And I hope listeners who are new in the game, or even if you're seasoned and there's ups and downs, I don't know, you have strong community here. There are so many of us isolated to different degrees because we're not all geographically in the same place. But we all experience that. We feel it. I have felt that in my adulthood that I am just not like my peers in some ways. And it's okay. I'm very curious. I would love to hear you have this like great character arc and a lot of change and learning and growth. What would Hannah now, the person that you are, what would you tell young homeschooled Hannah? Well, one practical thing I would tell myself is to take school a little more seriously, get those scholarships, get that scholarship money, take it serious, but also to really embrace it, to really dive in, sink your teeth into things that you love and are passionate about, find the things you're passionate about 
and go for it and really just find things that you can excel at and be proud of and it'll all turn out just fine. I've thought back on what I would share with my younger self. So I just really appreciate those thoughts. And that might resonate really well with some listeners who are being homeschooled. I do have some high schoolers that listen in to the show sometimes. I think you're absolutely spot on. Throw yourself at your passions deeply, like deeply throw yourself at them and get lost in them, work hard, set goals, and you'll be fine. I I have no doubt that if you do what you love with determination, you will be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Hannah, I'm really glad that we were able to find some time. You know, I've only been to Illinois twice, maybe. I was in Springfield randomly for like a choir tour in high school. Hey, that's our neck of the woods, so. I've been to Chicago too. I feel like Chicago's like... Is it like Portland where Portland's like its own beast and then the rest of Oregon is totally different? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. we don't really claim Chicago. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like <laughs> Illinois to me sometimes. It feels more East Coast. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an, obviously a major city, so we we don't go there much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, Hannah. I hope you have a really great Thursday and good luck with your homeschooling. I'm, I'm very encouraged by your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy the homeschool dropout, the best way to support the show and increase its value to you and other homeschoolers is to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So head there now and we'll see you next week.